0: Greetings from St Brides Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted to share this act of worship with you and a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you all. Do please leave a comment or a like, it's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to make a donation to help support these online services, you'll find information about how to do so in the accompanying text. And now, may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth, and we have beheld his glory. Will you please stand? The Lord be with you. And also you. May I welcome you very warmly to our service of Midnight Mass this Christmas night as we celebrate the birth of the Christ Child. Wherever you're listening from, it is wonderful to be able to share this very special event with you. We begin now with an opening prayer. Let us pray. brothers and sisters in christ let us pray that god our father will bless this crib and that all who worship his son born of the virgin mary may come to share his life in glory god our father on this night your son jesus christ was born of the virgin mary for us and for our salvation. Bless this crib, which we have prepared to celebrate that holy birth. May all who see it be strengthened in faith and receive the fullness of life that he came to bring, who is alive and reigns forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Therefore, let us seek the forgiveness of God through Jesus, the Saviour of the world. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, Confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. this most holy night to shine with the brightness of your one true light bring us who have known the revelation of that light on earth to see the radiance of your heavenly glory through Jesus Christ your son our Lord who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit one God now and forever
1: Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good tidings, who publishes peace, who brings good tidings of good, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Hark! Your watchmen lift up their voice. Together they sing for joy. For eye to eye they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together into singing, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations. And all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of the Of our God. This is the word of the Lord.
2: A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. In many and various ways, God spoke of old to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days, He has spoken to us by a Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, through whom also He created the world. He reflects the glory of God and bears the very stamp of His nature. Upholding the universe by his word of power. When he had made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Having become as much superior to angels as the name he has obtained is more excellent than theirs. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came for testimony, to bear witness to the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness to the light. The true light that enlightens every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world knew him not. He came to his own home, and his own people received him not. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh, and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. We have beheld his glory, Glory as of the only Son from the Father. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Back in June, a group of us from St Brides flew to Munich for the start of week's pilgrimage to Austria and Germany. The main purpose of our visit was to attend a performance of the world-famous Passion Play at Oberammergau, which had been postponed from 2020 because of the pandemic. As many of you will know, this extraordinary dramatic representation of the Passion of Christ has been held every 10 years for the past four centuries. The first performance was in the year 1634. And if you haven't experienced it, start saving up now for the 2030 run. It is probably the most powerful event I have ever seen on the stage. In the days leading up to the performance, we were based in Austria, in a delightful village in the Alps called Maria Alm. From there we were able to walk part of the Jakobsweg, the Austrian section of the medieval pilgrim route to Santiago de Compostela, which in Spain is known as the Camino. We also visited local churches and sacred sites, and we even experienced the ancient solstice solstice tradition of the Sonventfeuer, when hundreds and hundreds of bonfires are lit on the tops of all the surrounding mountains at night. But when I was first sent the itinerary for our journey by our travel company, I was slightly puzzled and rather underwhelmed by what was on the programme for our first full afternoon there. The itinerary said, Visit to the Miner's Museum in Leogang. A Miner's Museum? What? I was fully expecting us to be provided with hard hats and torches, and shown a lot of industrial equipment, and I couldn't quite see how that would fit in with our pilgrimage theme. I could not have been more wrong. Indeed, in a trip that contained many profoundly memorable experiences, our visit to the museum at Leogang remains for me one of the highlights. I loved it. During the medieval period, Leogang had been a thriving centre for mining in the Salzburg area and ore, silver and copper were mined there extensively. This generated considerable wealth in the area, which led to the flourishing of arts and crafts and many of the artefacts on display in the, muse- in the museum, some exquisitely beautiful, some very strange and others incredibly imaginative, testified to the profoundly religious culture of the region at the time. So, why am I talking to you about an Austrian mining museum on Christmas night? Because the museum holdings include a series of marvellous and very unusual Christmas cribs. I apologise for the poor quality image, but you can see a photograph of one of them reproduced inside the back cover of your orders of service just to give you a general idea and what i found so remarkable about those cribs particularly the one that you can see reproduced is that they are not simply the standard depiction of a stable far away in ancient palestine with mary joseph the other usual human suspects plus the predictable livestock gazing adoringly on the newly born baby jesus on the contrary These cribs depict the nativity taking place in the very heart of the villagers' own mining community. Christ was shown to have been born in their very midst. As you might just be able to make out from the photograph, the birth of Jesus with Mary and Joseph, some shepherds and the ox and the the ass, takes place not in a stable as such, but rather in a cave underground. There are sheep grazing above on the grassy surface and to the right of those sheep there is a man turning the handle of a winch, lowering a bucket down into the mine below where miners with pickaxes are digging the ore and precious metal. To the left of the nativity is a little shack where the minerals are being processed. On the crag above the shack is a mountain goat balancing precariously. And on the mountain high above the whole scene, you may just be able to make out the city of Jerusalem. In other words, for those villagers, the birth of Jesus was not an event that was remote from them, either historically or geographically. Rather, it was something that was depicted happening in their very midst. It was part of their story, part of their context, part of their otherwise very ordinary working lives. For me, there is an extraordinary immediacy about those images. An equivalent for us here might be a depiction of the birth of Christ taking place in a makeshift shelter in St Brides Avenue, the covered way outside our west doors, where homeless people sometimes seek a place to sleep overnight. So. What is it about the Christmas story that makes it so timeless? Why does it speak with such power and immediacy to people of every age and culture, from the people of ancient Palestine to those in a mining community in medieval Austria, and to many of us still today, at least those of us who take the trouble to see beyond the cuteness of a primary school nativity play to recognize the deep truths within it? There is something wonderfully and gloriously subversive and unexpected about the Christmas story. Sadly, our very familiarity with it sometimes prevents us from recognising that. Indeed, there is quite a lot that's wonderfully and gloriously subversive about the whole Christian faith because we proclaim that God is Christ-like. And we do so not as some weird and abstract theory, but based on the reality of lived experience, past and present. At Christmas, the audacious claim is that God enters our world and lives among us, as one of us. So, that being the case, what might we expect? A wealthy and powerful leader of men who will smite down the evildoers, reward the just and sort out all of life's problems while The rest of us look on appreciatively. That would certainly be very nice and terribly comforting, wouldn't it? And we need to remember that many in ancient Israel were awaiting the coming of precisely such a Messiah. But no, the Christmas story turns all of that precisely on its head. Instead of a mighty ruler, God comes to us as a little child, conceived in dubious circumstances, born to a young peasant girl in a filthy animal shed. That is how God comes to us. This is not a God who appears like a fairy godmother to resolve all our problems with the wave of a magic wand, but rather one who comes to us in a way that asks something of us. And thinking about it, how else could it be? Because we need to be transformed in the process as well. There is an ancient story about a seeker after truth who was sitting on his prayer rug, contemplating life, the universe and everything. And around him, he could see a stream of suffering humanity, beggars and the sick and the broken and the abused. That seeker after truth looked up to the heavens and prayed, great God, if you are a loving God, look at these, your suffering children and do something. The answer came back to him from heaven, I have done something, I created you. Do we have enough love and compassion and vision to recognise the Christ child in our midst and to welcome him into our hearts and into our lives? Because if we do, we can play our part in unleashing his love and grace into a world that is in such desperate need of it. The gift to us this Christmas is that child. What kind of an ending that story will have within the lives of those of us here today remains ultimately down to us. And if we do respond, trust me, truly remarkable and miraculous transformations really can happen as a result. Merry Christmas. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, Let us pray. In response to the bidding, Holy God, please respond, hear our prayer. Holy God, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, your Son, Jesus Christ, came as a light shining in the darkness. Bring comfort to all who suffer in the sadness of our broken world. Holy God, hear our prayer. Loving God, there was no room for your son in the inn. Protect with your love those who have no home and all who live in poverty. Holy God, hear our prayer. Living Lord, Mary in the pain of labor brought your son to birth. Hold in your loving arms all who are in pain or distress at this time particularly any known to us. We name them before God in the silence of our hearts, and we ask his blessing upon them. Holy God, hear our prayer. Gracious God, the angels sang peace to God's people on earth. Strengthen and uphold all who work for peace and justice in our broken and troubled world. Holy God, hear our prayer. Lord of hope, the shepherds in the fields heard the glad tidings of great joy. Help us to be worthy ambassadors of your gospel of grace. Holy God, hear our prayer. God of compassion, whose son was laid in the manger, bless our homes and all whom we love and upon whose love we depend, and comfort those who feel unloved or unlovable, while others celebrate this season with joy. Holy God, hear our prayer. God of resurrection, at Christmas, heaven is come down to earth, and earth is raised to heaven. We pray for all who have passed through the gate of death, and are now held safely in your loving arms. We remember particularly any of our own family members or friends who have passed away during the course of this year. Holy God, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, receive the worship we offer in fellowship with Mary, Joseph and all the saints, through him who is your word made flesh jesus christ our lord amen merciful father accept these prayers for the sake of thy son our savior jesus christ Amen. will you please stand unto us a child is born Unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called the Prince of Peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. have made. It will become for us the bread of love. Blessed Amen. be God forever. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God, all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our
3: spiritual drink. Amen.
0: Blessed Amen. be God forever. Amen. Made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom and with this bread and this cup we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Accept through him our great High Priest this, our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your Spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven. We worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts, by faith, with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, and that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us. Let us pray. God, our Father, in this night, you have made known to us again, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Confirm our faith and fix our eyes on him until the day dawns and Christ, the morning star rises in our hearts. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. our nation, gathered into one, things earthly and heavenly, fill you with peace and goodwill, and make you partakers of the divine nature. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be among you and remain with you always.
4: Amen. Amen.